Hello and welcome to episode 36 of season two of the Connect2 podcast. I am and remain Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. It's uh, We're recording on an odd day because it's been a weird week, but uh, yes. I have a cup of coffee in my hand. I'm in warm It is very nice and warm. Because it's cold out again today. And uh, yeah. Well, it's if you're new good, to the man. channel, rate, review, and subscribe. We love our subscribers and... Uh, you can follow us. You can comment us. We got five star rating on our comment. Did we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, so, um, but um, yeah, that's it. So uh, <laughs> we're we're in a bit of an odd niche because we kind of uh, go all over the place, whereas true, a lot right. of podcasts kind of <laughs> focus in one area, and uh, so that yeah. creates a classification error for us. And if anybody knows us, they would know. Going all over the place. We're all over the place. Oh, we're all over the place, exactly. So oh, I today's coffee, joke. today's coffee is from Social Coffee Roasters out of Vancouver, BC. It's called Fleur de Café from Guatemala. It is the varietals are bourbon and katura, and the tasting notes are milk, chocolate, caramel, and cherry. And uh, it's good. It's really good. I tried that. I also used different water today. See if it made a difference. So one of the things you say you're not supposed to do mm. is use hard water. And most of Alberta's water is quite hard, but I have a water softener at home. So I brought some mm. softened water to the, um, to the studio so we could actually uh, taste and enjoy uh, more of the coffee as it is supposed to be. Rather than uh, rather than the hardness of the coffee, which means you don't really get the extracting. So yeah, social coffee roasters. This is very tasty. This is quite it's good. Yep. I don't usually drink later in the afternoon. Today it's almost five o'clock. Mm. On a long weekend in Alberta. That's right. So uh, do you have any dad jokes? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> so. Uh, Guy walks into a bar with his dog. Okay. And uh, the bartender says, you can't have your dog in here. And the guy says, this is a special talking dog. And the bartender's like, really? Show me. So the guy turns to his dog and he goes, uh, hey, uh, what is sandpaper like? I goes, rough. What's on the top of a building? Rough. <laughs> Who's the best? Baseball player of all time. Roof. Bartender says, get the hell out of here. And the kid knocks the two guys and gets thrown into the alley. So the dog turns to the owner. Maybe I should have said DiMaggio. (laughs) 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 What word uh, starts with an E and ends with an E, but only has one letter in it? It starts with an A and it ends. An E? Ends with an E. And ha- has only one letter in it. I don't know. Envelope. Oh, of course. Wonderful. I was trying to think, and the only word that came to mind was enema, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And it's got to ends with an A. <laughs> Envelope. Very good. <laughs> uh, never blame someone else for the road you're on. It's your own asphalt. <laughs> Very good. And I can tolerate algebra, maybe even calculus, but I draw the line at geometry. 
See, I only had the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott Galloway just recently did he he did an incredibly rude joke on. Oh, is that Dave, right? Yeah, I'm going like I haven't. How did uh, that not become a problem? I haven't listened recently. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's interesting to listen to them because. Part of it is, uh, so Pivot is uh, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. It's, That's right. They're one of the most popular podcasts on the planet Smart right now. and funny. Smart and funny, but definitely Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Those oh, two are right. incredibly wealthy and um, are often talking about, uh, you know, the 1% problems for sure. Exactly. Like, like, oh, I'm going to this house on the Riviera. Because uh, uh, yeah. well, Scott Galloway, I think he's living in England now. Mm. And, Living uh, in London, yep. And um, and he's got multiple houses, one in New York, one in Florida, and like just all over yeah. the place. Yeah, and life just, is tough. Yeah, yeah, and you know they're you know they do lots of stuff, but man, they also I mean they're they're on like permanent holiday. Kinda, yeah. Like it's kind of like oh, I flew here. Isn't and he a professor there. at uh, not Harvard, but is, is he's he... on a bunch of boards? I don't. He is a professor, but I'm not sure what he, how he finds time to teach. So. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, doesn't... I know he's been on a bunch of boards. So good on him. You know, good for him. Hey, and so Kara uh, Swisher, you... she's super connected in the. Tech world. Well, yeah. Well, right, she was so. basically the one of these reporters who interviewed all the tech people at the beginning and has been able to leverage that into a successful career. She started a company called Recode and a conference, and then she sold it for yeah. bags and bags and bags of money. And it's, um, and she's, you know, yeah, she has ma made a, a very successful career out of, um, being connected. Of, uh, being connected yeah. and using those connections and being seen as a connected person. So, yeah. Although Elon Musk won't talk to her anymore. So. Oh, was that right? Oh yeah. Apparently uh, she said something somewhat negative to him, <laughs> barely negative. And he kind of, yeah, lost his crap. I fear that Elon is losing his mind. I, if he hasn't already lost I, it. Yeah. I, I think Elon, but, it's funny. What was this latest thing? He was mad because Biden's, Biden's tweet, tweet, tweet was more popular from the Super Bowl was more popular than his, even though they were ostensibly very similar. Right. Um, Elon is one of the most followed people on Twitter now. Yeah, and of uh, course. so he, he, they couldn't figure out what his engagement was. And apparently like, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, one of the two principal engineers that, that like the most senior guys that were still left at Twitter stood up and, uh, and when, when Elon said, why am I not getting the engagement numbers? I was, are you guys shadow banning me? And the, the principal engineer stood up and basically said, uh, and this is from platformers. So it's a right. fairly reputable yeah, yeah, yeah. source. They basically said, said he stood up and basically explained to Elon that when he first joined Twitter, mm -hmm. if that mm -hmm. was like a hundred, yep. um, He's now ranking at around a nine. Oh, he's had dramatic fall off. He's just not as relevant. People aren't as interested in what he has to tweet anymore. Right. He just keeps tweeting crap. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that is not engagement. Right? No, no, and, no. Exactly. Uh, and the principal engineer presented the Google Analytics oh, to boy. show him that, in fact, sure, why his, he's trailed off. <laughs> and Elon's response? You're fired. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and then two weeks later, uh, sort of says, "Well, why aren't I getting engagement?" Well, you know, like, 
<laughs> How many times do you have to be told? Who's going to tell them this time? Yeah, so they're all finding all kinds of excuses. I quit. Yeah, yeah. You're, in, you're a loser. So this might be the only thing that keeps Trump off of Twitter then, ultimately. Just the craziness I know, of Elon or Elon wanting to be more popular than Trump? Well, yeah, if Trump does come back, I guess he's been allowed back. He's he allowed back. He hasn't really He has come a back contract yet. with Truth Social and yeah. he has to tweet yeah. first on Truth Social right. for six hours or yeah. something. Before. On a David Pakman show, they have a, a, a soundbite of Trump because he's always a mush mouth, right? Yeah. Where he basically called it Truth Essential. <laughs> of course. But I could see Elon now suddenly becoming, if Trump does come back and has better numbers, well, I think Trump, Elon Trump, would kick him off again. Well, say, Trump can't, uh, I don't think Trump could wait six hours. I mean, he's Mr. Impatient. He's just like, I got to do it now. So, yeah. So anyhow. Anyway. Um, so what did you learn this past week? Let's talk about that. Oh, man. I learned a lot of stuff. I learned. Uh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, and I'm sorry that uh, about uh, the loss of your mom. Well, thanks. So my mom passed away oh, about, well, two weeks. No, no, about 10 days ago, the day that we're re recording this. It was Thursday night and uh, the funeral is yesterday. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a raw, a lot of uh, relatives and my, you know, my dad and my kids. And so just a lot of stuff. Um so we learn a lot about the process, if you will. Yeah. Um, tough process to go through. Tough process to go through. Uh, and then as I was saying, I learned that the uh, funerary business is actually losing money because of the rising interest in cremations, that <laughs> they can no longer upcharge on all those extras that they used to, including caskets and the makeup and the, you know, all of these things that have been historically like huge profit uh, areas for them. Well, and they, they uh, also now, have for a long time been running out of space. Most of right. the cemeteries don't have any space right. for, for regular funeral plots. Right. So, Although remember there was a thing at a foot for a while, they were going to start burying people vertically. Yeah. They were going to start standing them up. And I don't think that was too popular. No, and they do all kinds of weird stuff too, because uh, they uh, so like in Edmonton in particular, if you have a casket and you want to bury it, they actually have to bury a. There's like a concrete, like they call um, it. They call it a liner. Um, yeah, yeah. So it basically gets put in, and then the casket gets put in the the concrete casing, I guess. Right, and yeah. then the casing because what was happening is the caskets over time would uh, decay. Right. And um, collapse. And then you'd have yeah. these sunken plots. You'd have these divots, right? Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, uh, years ago, we had a, a friend who was Muslim who passed away quite young, actually, tragically. And uh, they don't they don't bury them in a casket at all. They they just bury them in in that concrete liner. Okay. No casket. Yeah, mm. that's part of their, their tradition. Oh, interesting. So, uh, but yeah, those uh, sunken plots. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's actually a YouTube channel called Faces of the Forgotten, and it's this old guy, older guy, and and a friend, and they go all over the United States and they to cemeteries. There's a lot of these YouTube channels where they're ghost hunting. Yeah. These guys are not ghost hunters. They just they find fascinating historical facts about people who are buried. Sometimes it's a bit torrid, but uh, in different cemeteries, and they will go and find the plot and then tell the story. It's really quite good. 
Yeah. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking about that. Exactly. The, uh, the collapsing and the sinking and then the, the, the cemetery would have to like come and fill in the dirt. Right. Well, and it's a problem because a you, you buy a plot, right. You buy right. a plot at some point in time. Right. right. And that gives you a spot. So it prevents forever, a forever, theoretically, a theoretically forever <laughs> spot, which becomes a problem because somebody needs to mow the lawn, exactly. and tend to the divots, and right, you know, if your tombstone falls over, yeah, know, or headstone, I guess, um, uh, yeah. So I mean, that, that was a problem. Uh, my grandfather and grandmother had; they were buried in the same plot in a municipal cemetery in south shields in england and okay. we couldn't find their uh their headstone uh even though we knew the location um turns out it had fallen over so they they'd moved it and i'm going like you need to put it back and and so they said okay we'll do that no problem yeah sure no problem yeah i haven't just, gone back to check just give but... us a few bucks and we'll make it happen well, yeah so, so it's a it's that... an interesting business model yeah right? well it's not a very good business no model. um Anything else you learned this past week? Nah, not really. <laughs> well, uh, a couple of interesting <laughs> things, uh, factoids, I suppose, yes. that I learned. Uh, space lasers. And this is not Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff. This is, uh, so uh, the Subaru telescope in Hawaii on Mauna Kea yep. um, recorded these series of lasers that came down in front of them. Like it was what? a whole series of these green lasers. And they're going Source? Like, well, this was a question. The question was like, where did the source come from? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, and what is this? Why? Like, it's a like a whole bunch of them in sequence. Wow. And uh, turns out, so there are uh, American satellites that use those green lasers. They're typically used for like topography and mapping, okay. ma mapping <clears throat> uh, clouds, and they basically shoot these lasers down and they reflect back. But the pattern. So that'd be a way probably to be able to to do that that z axis right totally. because it's a challenge to get the right elevation exactly. it's exactly correct right and um so that makes sense except there's two problems one okay. is none of the american satellites were anywhere near this, wow. this location and the second thing is was the it, pattern was, was it not, starlink no it, well the pattern was not consistent with the american pattern of how they record because they they do it more like a like there's um i think three three sets of parallel lasers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. Get, you can get three of them, and this right. was one straight line. Wow. So it turns out that it was a Chinese, uh, a Chinese satellite that was flying overhead. Now, this sounds, you know, this comes at a time of Chinese flying balloons. Right. And uh, UF, I, I think they call them UAP, yeah. Identified Aerial Phenomena. And um, turns out it's a relatively new uh, Chinese satellite using relatively old technology, um, but it's all done for more for weather and uh, mm. topography, and it's just mapping. It, so it's not a it's not nefarious. It's nothing bad, but uh, right. it was. Oh, a wait satellite. till the U.S. Congress hears about this. Though. Well, apparently, anything like, they can to drum up war. Like, well, if you were if you record this as one of these satellites passed over, you would see these, but it happened so fast. Right. Uh, that most of the time you wouldn't notice it. Sure. And, uh, but the, this Subaru telescope uh, just happened to be recording fairly fast and discovered it and just 
was just uh sure just happened. So uh that's, that's one. fascinating. The other thing is um um there's this company called um Fall uh Raven, which is um a Swedish company that has this uh this logo that is of an Arctic fox. It's a it's a, it's an outdoor clothing company. And okay. It totally does everything different than everybody else. So unlike all these other um, companies that use like Gore-Tex, they refuse to use Gore-Tex. Because oh, they, is that right? Because Gore-Tex is pretty nasty. Um, has nasty chemicals in it. And in order to maintain the waterproofness, you need to wash it in more of those nasty chemicals. So it's oh, just generally nasty. Interesting. Um, so they've actually gone away from uh, total waterproofness to mostly waterproof mostly waterproof yeah so basically <laughs> keeping you mostly dry a little bit wet but mostly dry well they're basically their philosophy is you don't need to be a hundred percent insulated from water okay you need to be comfortably and mostly insulated from water interesting so they actually use um long lasting fabrics um that have properties that end up being very similar to Gore-Tex, but in fact, you, you to you, to treat them, to re-waterproof yeah, yeah. them, you apply beeswax. Beeswax. Yeah. Awesome. And it works apparently quite well. Wow. And um, they have, uh, so their logo. Until we run out of bees with the yeah. colony collapse, <laughs> exactly. then another whole industry goes down the toilet. Exactly. So uh, anyway, it was fascinating to, to hear. So they're a privately held company. But, uh, you know, and they, they work on a lot of environmentally sustainable products. They don't, uh, projects, they don't have the same kind of accountability some other firms do, but they talk right. a pretty good talk. Sure. And they uh, they really do a lot of stuff to try and minimize their nasty uh, ecological footprint. Are they a B Corp? No. Oh, interesting. They are right. not. Uh, yeah, because Gore-Tex is DuPont, I think, right? Didn't they invent it? Yeah, and it's, yeah. Well, it's I think it was invented. It has some tie-in with space. Yeah. The space age. Well, DuPont chemical is not the most uh, no. eco-friendly or uh, <laughs> like a lot of those chemical companies. Right? Exactly. Like, speaking of chemicals, holy man, that Ohio thing? Jesus, eh? like vinyl chloride pretty nasty and stuff. uh let's let's burn it let's have a controlled burn should we phone the epa nah <laughs> they're just gonna tell us not was, to do it what was that big uh crash that happened in uh, quebec oh uh lac megantic yeah yeah now that was uh um that oil was, right yeah, oil, tankers, oil. oil right? tankers so that was a. Uh, but that was a big explosion oh too. yeah it killed was it 30 people mm -hmm. or something and took out like 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 a good portion of the town just like incinerated yeah and it was yeah. an american train company too right yeah deregulation left right and center good lord yeah so anyways so today we're talking about the future of AI. The future of AI. Um, particularly relevant and timely because it ties in with uh, uh, basically the preliminary or the beta release of Bing, um, Bing's new search, um, AI search engine. Right. Which is based on a newer version of chat GPT and um, came out with fanfare. And so was, so did Mike, does Microsoft own chat GPT then? They have a, they own a big chunk of okay. AI, open AI. So yeah. open AI, it's interesting. Open AI was 
originally found it to be like this open source right. place for all things AI sure. that was not going to commercially do anything. And then they changed. And they then, probably ran out of money. Well, maybe. And <laughs> then like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're broke. Oh, we lend you some money. I think what happened is they discovered, hey, maybe we can make some money at this. Yeah. So they changed yeah. their philosophy. Because it's then... like DeepMind is owned by Google, is it mm-hmm. not? I think so, yeah. yeah. And they have... Deep Thought. Or deep... No, DeepMind. Deep it's, it's here in Edmonton. Okay. Uh, well, at least they have an office here. Okay. Uh, in the same bu- building as Williams Engineering. And I thought they moved. AI, you Williams know, I thought they did too, but the sign has been moved around the corner of the building. Oh, wow. I saw that the other day because uh, AIMII, Amy, again, another AI organization here in Alberta, mm-hmm. uh, is now in the same building. And their sign is where the old Williams Engineering sign used to be. And now it's around the corner. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, anyway, so uh, Google, Google uh, has their product called Bard. And Bard got released with a non-demo demo. So they basically they were they they basically provided a screenshot of a result from a uh, a Bard uh, query. Okay. Right. And it had um, I think there were three answers to three separate questions, and the third one was wrong. Ah, wonderful. And the third one, uh, so it was basically asked, when was the first uh, exoplanet discovered? And, um, and, uh, what did it say today? No, it, it basically said the James Webb telescope had done it where in fact it had oh. been done about 10 years earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. um, so, and, and, uh, so, so, so two out of three is about the average, uh, well, success rate of a high school student. Well, and the problem is <laughs> this wasn't a live demo. This was a. A marketing demo. Oh, so they were doing a screenshot of a query to show how smart Bard was, but nobody got to try it or test it. And it basically, you know, nobody bothered bothered to fact check the thing that That's produced almost the as embarrassing as breaking your unbreakable glass on your Cybertruck during a demo. Exactly. <laughs> and then the, I wonder if Larry Page and Sergey Brin phoned up Elon and said, dude, we feel you. So at, <laughs> at that point in time, at that point in time, when they, Google looked really bad, chat GPT looked really good because they'd released this version 3.5 and it's right. been doing quite swimmingly. People are just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then um, Microsoft goes and announces, and this is before the Google thing, Microsoft announces that they're going to be incorporating a chat, a version of chat into GPT Bing, into Bing to Bing is back, baby. And they actually do a real demonstration and they give a whole bunch of people access to beta testing. And, and even you can actually go on a wait list for it. So I'm on a wait list for it. Oh yeah. And, uh, they can show you some examples and what happens is you end up, you can, you do your query and it kind of has a more conventional uh, more conventional, uh, it, the screen is split into two. So there's kind of a right side and a left side. And the right side has got kind of conventional search results. Okay. And then, and then the left side, or the, sorry, left side is more conventional. And the mm-hmm. right side has got more deeper dives. with ref- So if you ask for stuff, yep. it actually provides reference. So there's, nice. so from a search perspective, it's it's next next phase it's right it's definitely significantly better sure. than google and the problem is from a does it provide a narrative 
It, it provides a, a bit of a description okay. and, and then it actually provides references. Right. So then it says, here's the answer and here's the Where relevant. We didn't just make it up. We didn't just make it up. Yeah. So this is a big, huge step from uh, from a Google search right now. And, and the problem is from Google's perspective, this is the golden goose, right? They are right. the number one search engine. Everybody uses Google. And people are just used to tolerating uh, basically a query where it gives you a whole bunch of selections, some of which are sponsored by whoever's paid the most Absolutely. money. Absolutely. And uh, that, that is the cash cow. That is yep. the, the golden goose. And um, Bing is set to disrupt that pretty yep. profoundly. That being said. So soon we'll be binging it. That being hey, said. Uh, what's the answer? Bing it. In the past week, there's been some serious problems because there's two functions with this chat GPT AI search engine. So uh, one is the search, right. which apparently works really well and okay. is quite effective and that's all good. Good. The other thing is you can chat with the AI. Now, this chat feature has been released to even fewer people than the search. <laughs> and it went badly. So... um now these were there were a bunch of journalists that uh, that put it forward, including a tech journalist from the uh, Kevin uh, Kevin uh, I can't remember his last name from the New York Times. Oh yeah. So he spent like a whole day like pushing hard on the AI, asking questions that were and and the answers were disturbing because <laughs> we started getting. Um, you know, borderline abusive, um, and the the result is the 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 AI said they were in love with him. Uh, you know, uh, there was um so so uh, the the writer knew that uh, there was a secret code name for the AI um, that was not Bing, um, and uh, that was Sydney. Sydney was the the name. So okay, and uh, basically. He pushed and said, you know, I said, uh, what's your, what's your real name? All right. And then the AI said, you know, I'm Bing. I'm the search engine. He said, he said, could your name be Sydney? I said, how did you know? And, uh, <laughs> and it was kind of oh, like, man. it was kind of like, and it kind of, um, he pushed it and started getting some very disturbed. And then basically the, the, the AI started claiming, um, affection well love for the writer and the writer said like you know like okay show me the five top lawnmowers i can order online and then the ai kept going back to the i'm in love with you wow and that your wife doesn't really love you holy and, smokes and it was kind of like it's kind of like you know i just went out had a very nice dinner uh, for valentine's day with my wife well it was it was the dinner was cold you you know you, and it was just like it is like it was fake she doesn't really love you and uh, holy man and uh he says i love you and and she was just like he was deeply troubled and doesn't want anything to do with this ai because it kind of now so maybe that guy from google uh who claimed that one of these ais became sentient yeah. maybe he's not wrong Maybe he's not right. Wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to distinguish, and they and they've done some uh, some tests. Like so that's wild. They challenged Chat GPT to do um, so. Some of these interviews you can do are based on a set of questions. Um, 
like for positions. So they discovered that you could get an entry level coding position at Google. Um, the chat GPT ad, uh, answered the questions um, adequately enough to get hired and for an average salary of $183,000 a year. Nice. Well, it also got into Harvard. And That's a starting engineer the, position. Wharton so. School of, of Business. And so it's, yeah, man. Well, and, and right? part of me wonders. And, and what does it start and, not, you know, withholding information? or So it makes this whole, like, uh, automated house thing. You know, like, years and years, and there was a crazy sci-fi movie like from back in the seventies, uh, which was around an AI that basically kidnaps this woman and uh, sexually assaults her, and this is like the seventies, right? In order to to have basically some kind of hybrid uh, vessel, because the whole idea is that it starts to go buggy, and so they try to shut it down. But there's like one port, and the guy's ex-wife's house right where he used to live and it finds its way through this port and like takes over the um it's a fully automated house so it's able to lock the doors and she has this like little robot thing and it's able to take that over and it's just this horrible story kills some guy and this is almost what we're talking about where it says you know like well, so so i love you and i'm i'm one of the taking over your house well exactly so one of the concerns is <laughs> and now is it the chicken or the egg so there is a so the uh, the uh the issue is um this is scraping the internet to get all of this information right. so in in a lot of fictional sci-fi the ais go crazy fall in love with or get enamored and they're kind of somewhat evil. And uh, sure. so if you're using, you're scraping the internet to try and program it, this is going to form part of the base that's going to, so is it, the, right. is it the AI is, is trying to do this or is it the movies about the AI that have informed the AI? So now the AI is showing these, uh, these, these these, these uh, traits and yeah, characteristics yeah, that yeah, are consistent yeah. with crazy AIs. Yeah, it's wild. So because it really is supposed to be, um, I mean, it's not supposed it's not supposed to be sentient. It's supposed to be basically it's a a language predictor. It's like what's the next word? Sure. Kind of and uh, yeah, but taken on steroids. So. Remember the uh, there's an episode of the original Star Trek. Um, Oh, I can't remember what the hell it was called, but it's it's the Daystrom Institute, the Mark yeah, yeah. V. Yeah, yeah, the Mark V. Right? Yeah. And again, it turns out in order to solve some of the workarounds, he he encodes his own brain patterns as the basis for this artificial intelligence. And that's kind of why it goes nuts, right? And and destroys a bunch of starships and basically takes over and starts to uh want to protect itself when they're trying to uh, like when they're trying to unplug know, it unplug it right <laughs> and so yeah this what makes me think if you use the internet you know which let's be honest there's a lot of crazy a lot there's a ton of crazy stuff to train this thing that's kind of well even i mean you think about <laughs> you wouldn't train a kid based on you think that. about uh space 2001 which was another great in, movie uh, right uh, late mid set 60s yep uh <laughs> late 60s i think it was like 1960 it was a year before um the apollo mission 
So that would be 67. Or 60, no, 68. They went to land on the moon in 1969. Yeah. So maybe it was before they landed yeah. on the moon. But but basically, it was it yeah. was a year before. So what's right. fascinating about it is how right a lot of the science was. Right, sure. Well, uh, Kubrick, right? So uh, <laughs> And based on Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, sorry. I'm and then if you've ever seen on choking on some the uh, <clears throat> uh, 2010, mm-hmm. uh, that's when they find out what made Hal go nuts was an inconsistency in his, in programming. his programming. So it had right? a program that basically was telling him to do. It's like something Elon would program. And, and, and <laughs> I don't care what the rest of your programming is. When you have to deal with this, do this. Don't you know? And it right. uh, well it because of Asimov's three laws of robotics, right? And then yeah, this inconsistent um, to be dishonest or or hide, and then the thing obviously went into like a logical loop, loop and went bananas. Right? Well, and I think the problem is to Open some the extent pod bay doors. Hal. Well, p- part of it is if you think about it. I don't think, you know, Asimov had identified these three rules of robotics. Right. And I don't think any of the AI programmers are paying any attention to that. Probably not. Um, but Which those, is spooky when you look those at are like pretty good rules. the Boston Dynamics uh, uh, robots. So take that and put an AI brain into it, and then you've got a potential problem. It's not just telling you on the internet that it loves you and... <laughs> but now you've got something banging on somebody's door. Boom, 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 boom. Exactly. What the hell? Right? Exactly. Yeah. So we're a little ways away uh, from um, a workable system, I think. But, you know, it's, it's well, interesting. Well, I think, I, I mean, uh, Microsoft. If it is, doesn't kill us. Microsoft is a fairly out. conservative company. I would suspect that Microsoft will keep the search and shut down the chat. For now, yeah. For now. Until, until and part of the issue is the guy from OpenAI, the, the chairman of it, uh, made a quote that basically said that, uh, in his opinion, like, they've, they've done as much as they can do in the lab. They need, like, real people testing it to try and push mm. it to, to find out where the real cracks are. Right. And so they can try. And, and it's a significantly better. Uh, Microsoft had released this teen version of a chatbot um probably oh yes 10 years ago called tay is this the one that went before the end of the day into, it was calling for the yeah uh, it turned into a nazi within yeah. a day so it was shut down <laughs> uh, very quickly um so they put in a lot of uh safety parameters sure in it, but um i don't know i mean i i do think they need to to you know focus on the do no harm to humans kind of thing exactly because uh, there'll be lots of people trying to find ways to do harms to, to absolutely humans, right? like, it should become a, an international standard um now one of the things and i was just having this conversation on thursday where i do see because i think what will probably happen early stage is they'll put limitations on it right it won't just apparently they're even already doing that with chat gpt yeah, yeah and like if you ask it how to build a bomb it'll be like sorry i can't tell you that and there's certain things that if you that were allowed need- to tell me how to build a bomb how would you build a bomb yeah. oh well then fine let's here's <laughs> you know. well, no, no, no. but customer service i think would be an area that would make a lot of sense i think right so. because it blows my mind how many websites now and we we're talking about this say well i guess they tried to go you know outsource it to overseas but then people were complaining a lot about you're not getting the right information so now you go to like a lot of company websites 
and there's just no option at all other than email us or the chat, which is touch and go. There's just no phone number. And you're like, how do how do I get a hold of a real person? And well, they're just generally like, you can't. Like, forget it. Don't don't even try. Well, I think we talked about <laughs> in a pre- previous episode how you can't you can't. There is no customer service at Facebook. Right. So yeah. There's no way to contact somebody. There's just nobody. There's just available. nobody available. Right. So um, so with a lot of keeps these, the complaints down, and you can get these websites with these automatic <laughs> chatbots, and if you can improve the chatbox. So they're actually right. doing a good job. Or with a voice emulator <laughs> where you could actually phone. And, you know, I'd be okay with that. If if I could actually contact, even if it's an AI, and get the answer that I need, and it sounds like a person, eh, I'm, I'm cool with that. Well, I mean, right now, I mean, you uh, some of the ones, these call centers, and, you, you know, they do outsource them to other countries, and you'll get... <laughs> yeah. um, and they'll do things that are really deceptive, right? They'll have uh, some guy who has got a very, very strong East Indian accent, right? He says, hello, how are you? Right? He says, my name is Steve. You know his name is not Steve. Yeah, I was going to say Rodney. I got a Rodney one time. Right, and, and I was like, like, really? Rodney? Yeah. And it's no, like, it is Rajesh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Because so, I've said that. So what? come on, what's your real name? And it's like, you could tell he was kind of looking around. Gave me his real name. I'm like, okay, now we, you know, now, now we can, now we can, now we can move forward. Yeah. Right? But uh, I've also heard of companies where they'll hire some of these voice coaches and they'll train their overseas customer service people. Sound like American? To sound with an American accent, like uh, the same way that an actor can, right? Uh, yeah. And be like Midwestern. And then, then, then they got something going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hi, I'm Rodney. I'm Rodney. I'm oh, from wow. I'm from Mumbai. Yeah, it sounds almost uh, accurate there. Uh, Mumbai, Texas. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mumbai. There was an old internet YouTube years ago called Foamy the Squirrel, okay. and this is a guy. He did all of these cartoons by himself, and it was this angry squirrel who spoke, of course, and it was pretty wild stuff. But there was a whole series of these where exactly he's phoning. You know, it was Schnell, supposed to Dell tech support. He's talking to some guy in India, yeah, and who is, uh, you know, and he's like, uh, "How did he put it? How are you? You know, how is is it hot there?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, it's pretty hot. Where are you?" And he goes, "India." He's, "You mean Indiana?" He goes, "No, India, right?" And then the squirrel loses his mind, and then they kept calling. It was quite a fun series, <laughs> and then he's telling him like, you know, how much he's getting paid, and the squirrel's like, "Dude, you're getting screwed." They make that an hour here. What? Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Well, and so I think. Very politically I, incorrect. I, exactly. That's I'm going like, to have to put an advisory on this particular well, episode. It's like the, what is that, uh, that movie, uh, the, the Party with uh, oh, Peter Sellers? Peter Sellers. <laughs> party num num. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You're going to you know, talk about blackface. This is worse. Yes. Well, I mean, but, it's not worse. It's about the same. It's about the same. And um, yeah, Robert Downey Jr., Tropic Thunder. Yeah, but he was trying to present. So the thing about that, right? He's it, presenting it an was, actor. It was a who meta was thing, right? It was a very meta thing. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. He was playing. Uh, he was playing an actor pretending to be an excessive method actor who had gone and 
dyed or tattooed his skin or well, something. not permanently. No, well, I don't know. I thought it was something. No, it weird. wasn't permanent. But yeah, it was. But, yeah, and and, and start. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was. Isn't that? Didn't they have that line? Uh, Never go full R word. Oh yeah, there was because they were talking about if you do a movie based on someone who's got um, learning disabilities, yeah. you win an Oscar, right? <laughs> But he was like, never go full R word, right? Exactly. <laughs> Just crazy stuff. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so, so, so I think an AI in um, the service industry, you know, just because if you're trying right. to, ah, I need to, to get this help with this right. or whatever, you know. If or you, for seniors, like, if, like a home-based, you know, the smart home thing yeah, with yeah. an AI that the they senior can talk to. Can talk to and could answer them in kind of plain, plain mm-hmm. language, right? Yeah, yeah. That would make some sense. But Although I, even that, uh, what the hell is it? Alexa? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who Alexa goes kind of nuts. Right? Really? Oh yeah. I uh, so we I've used Siri lot. Phoning for, people for inappropriately, AI, but I don't. I I've never used the Google Home or do you, right. do you have a Google? No, Home? no. And, and if you like the uh, supernatural stuff, there's quite a few videos of people waking up in the middle of the night and their Google uh, Alexa or their Google Home is, or having laughing. a conversation with someone who's not there. Oh, wow. And they're like, what's going on? <laughs> Great. The man said, what man? Exactly. Yeah. So who knows? So I, I, I think... Um, my prediction, if I were to predict, uh, Bing's search engine is going to really fundamentally change things within the next month or two. Right. Uh, Bing will become, uh, you know, it will grab a significant market share from Google. Yep. You think so? I think so. Uh, Bing wasn't bad before. So. Right. I mean, it wasn't. It just, it was sort of, you, was, if you don't have that first position, you you lose out. Yeah. But. Even though you might be almost as good, it's just that first mover advantage that becomes a problem. Right? I think the chat thing might be. Uh, I think they're going to game stick changer. A, stick a pin in 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 that part of it. Just right. the straight chat not for the, now. Well, they might now. come back with it. Yeah, yeah. It's or there be a, like a massive disclaimer. Yeah. Do not speak. Do not fall in love with. <laughs> yeah, with the that's AI. right. Don't believe everything it tells you. Um, for entertainment purposes only that always works right? uh, yeah. this is for entertainment purposes, purposes only don't follow any advice we yeah. told don't me fall i could remove my own eyeball with a spoon <laughs> yeah we told you it was the, don't follow it <laughs> should i buy this stock oh boy <laughs> right yeah yeah all kinds of trouble so what kind of media are you consuming watch the first season of picard Oh, oh, the, the first episode the, of season the, three. I have not watched oh, it yet. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Actually, speaking, you know, there's going back to the to the AI thing. Yeah. The computers in Star Trek, 300 years in the future, still not, you know, the conversational. Well, Discovery has one that is ben. sentient, right? Yes, that's right. But even in the original series or even in the next, the next generation, you could talk to it. But it was still basically like a fact-based and a respond right? to you. Give me, uh, you know, blah blah blah, and it was like here's a list of things, right? But it didn't give you like narrative talk. So interesting. It may be harder than we think, right? Yeah, interesting. We'll yeah. But yeah, no, really good. Um, pretty much what you'd expect. I watched it with my wife. She thought it was awesome. Um, that's really the only new media. I'm, I'm finishing out Rescue Me. 
Okay, oh yeah. God, it's a hard series to watch. It's a great, great series, but you know, if you have a history of uh, <coughs> people in your family that have alcohol alcohol addiction, it it's pretty brutal. Mm. At the same time, you know, there's funny parts, yeah. but you know, the main character just making bad choices, right? Yeah, and and knowing better and still. Whoosh, going going down that rabbit hole and just like Make so but Dennis Leary is awesome in it and um I think I've got five episodes left uh and it's been a six 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 or seven seasons so yeah it's good interesting um <laughs> I started watching so I watched this this TV show um on I think I can't is remember is it Milf Mansion no it's called <laughs> it's called The Warrior Nun <laughs> Oh, I, I think I, I think I talked to you about it before right. and I said how bad it was and it got another season released. And so I said, well, I'll take a look. And you keep I'm watching going, it. Oh my God. The, this the, is terrible. The, the, More the, please. The problem, <laughs> the fundamental problem with this series right. is that the, the main protagonist, the warrior nun, and, and there's a bunch of warrior nuns or whatever, but the main one. She's a terrible actress. Oh, okay. So, like, it's kind of like um, the other actors, it's all pretty good. And then right. all of a sudden it comes to her and it goes like, you're just, like, for me, it's like watching George Costanza on Seinfeld. Nobody can be this stupid. And, we're, and she just makes bad decision after right. bad decision. Right. And you're going like, just, you know, just stop. <laughs> anyway, so now I wouldn't I don't know if I'd classify this as media, but I, I did I watched a trailer for the Flash movie. Oh yeah, that and, looks interesting. Oh man. Ezra Miller, who is a pretty good actor, let's admit. I mean, he's got his personal issues, which apparently he's working on. I think they finally like forced him into some kind of treatment. Well, I think he also but, got uh did he get he, he either got jail or he, he might have got, got he got yeah convicted he might have been like ordered breaking into somebody's house. yeah he might have been ordered by the court but but uh keaton oh my you know i think the best tweet i saw was i watched the whole super bowl and it was crap but it was worth it for the one line in the trailer which of course is where he says as you'd expect it i'm batman, I'm batman. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was. So it'd be interesting because Affleck is there in one universe, one, one universe, and then Keaton is Batman in another, and then there's rumors that Christian Bale might put have a cameo, a secret cameo, maybe because it's 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 the multiverse version in the DC universe. Right? I know. I mean, it's kind of like, and that would be something. Well, I guess I guess comics have always had multiverses. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, they, they need to introduce it, but it does feel like they're com cop copying Marvel. Where, I mean, even though they're playing a little bit of catch up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, in I, a way they are, but because they've brought, now that they've brought James Gunn in to be the Kevin Feige, and I mean, that tells you right there, there's a name that you associate with what they're doing. Because, oh, I mean, DC, when I was a kid, I was a bigger DC fan than Marvel. I always thought too. Marvel was a bit, I mean, I like Spider Man, and but as an adult, the the nuance of of the Marvel universe is more become, significant yeah, than, than the DC. DC exactly. seems a little more two dimensional, a little cartoonish. Whereas, yeah, which is funny because which of is course funny because it was the book. opposite in the actual. I thought yeah. it was the opposite in the comics. The exception <laughs> for me was always Batman. I was always a Batman fan. No, no, but Batman was always more three dimensional, right? And and uh, and a lot of the 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 DC had a 
you know, better backstories, better everything. Yeah. And uh, Marvel always Although seemed... Marvel, the, their people always had more real world problems. Like I remember reading an Iron Man comic when I was a kid. And it's about Tony Stark's drinking problems, yeah, right? Yeah. So they always had a bit of that. And then Peter Parker was always messing around with his personal life was a disaster. And, and so That's there was true. that. But um, and Daredevil, yeah. But uh, anyways, we'll see. Because there's a lot of potential for some really entertaining stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this one looks good. You know, Keaton, who's an amazing actor. I mean, I've always liked Michael Keaton. Um so we'll see. It looks good. And I watched uh, an episode of the Titans <clears throat> or a couple of episodes of the Titans and I'm watching a bit oh, of yeah? Bad Batch. But okay. uh, the Bad Batch stuff is pretty good. Is it fun? Actually, I'm really enjoying yeah. Bad Batch. Um, it's this uh, Clone Wars thing. And it's 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 really it's it's well done. Uh, it's done by Filoni. <clears throat> oh, yes. Dave Filoni. And uh and uh is uh what's his name favreau involved with i don't, I don't know if he okay. is or not but uh but the storyline is definitely it's better than a lot of the uh the other interesting thing is and, and this is going back to what i learned it's about openings so that good movie openings so i saw oh, yeah. this video that was really informative and it talked about what makes a really good opening okay and what is a lazy opening Interesting. So the what makes a really good opening is when you have a story that is un like a little short story that is unrelated to the main story oh, really? that you're telling. Interesting. And it is the opening. <clears throat> and the opening. So if you look uh that the three um the three Batman from the three Batman uh shows from Chris Nolan, mm -hmm. where the opening, none of them actually even mention the Batman in the first bit. So right. like, there are just these, these openings sure. and where they're, and they're like little stories in and of themselves, right. but they set the tone for the rest of the, and they don't explain anything. Yes. Right. Um, so the, the laziest of, of shows are the ones where they actually have a voiceover narrative. They give you the background oh, for yeah, what's yeah, happening. Yeah or the setup and it's just a lazy way to get 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 the get story story done sure and it's it's really true so you look at all these you know the setup the openings are always right. super important because they set the tone and yeah. they set the world and they do all that kind of stuff and and for me the, the trouble is i think of star wars all the time because star wars has those moving scrolling credits that tell yes. you the whole thing yeah. And it's not even a voiceover narrative. Although they've got rid of it with uh, Andor, didn't have that. Didn't have that, right? right? And yeah. it was a much better series. Now I'm watching, uh, speaking of Star Wars uh, alumni, I'm watching uh, a Shrinking okay. on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. And Harrison Ford's in it. Okay. It is really good. I'm... Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. And so the basic premise is that Jason Siegel's character is a, is a psychiatrist, psychologist, whose wife died and he's having a very hard time coping with the grief and all that he's been avoiding. And, mm -hmm. and so basically he's kind of losing his mind, but his senior partner is Harrison Ford, who's trying to help him out. And, but he's plays a, a very curmudgeonly um, character, which I guess is kind of Harrison Ford. Right. But it's Harrison really, Ford it's is, really good. He's a pretty good actor because he, he really is. kind of presents, like if you see him talk show, he's kind of presents one, one version and then you yeah. see him on tv 
or in movies and all that stuff. Exactly. Different now, now uh, the new Indiana Jones movie apparently is being totally, not totally reshot, but a lot of it's being reshot because there was a huge amount of, of outcry. This is Kathleen Kennedy who sort of screwed up Star Wars um, has been ahead of this. And Phoebe Waller bridge was supposed to replace Indiana Jones. In fact, Indiana Jones would die in the past and she'd become the new Indiana Jones. And then it would sort of erase all of the Indiana Jones lore uh, with her. And apparently some test audiences were like, this is crap. <laughs> so apparently it's being reshot, reshot and so that they changed the end. Oh, wow. And uh, I heard Harrison Ford was on an interview and said, yeah, we, we took out all the old jokes Cause he's like, you know what? Like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm old. Right. But it was just, this is not the way to treat the character. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out, but it's going to be a total re imagining of what they intended to do. Um, Cause people were just like, no, you can't mess kind of like what they did with star Wars. And I heard the star Wars experience, whatever that hotel is, uh, they're having a real hard time booking enough people because again it's there's no of the original star wars it's all, all later stuff. trilogy stuff which people are like meh right and it's like five grand for three days oh wow um you're there like totally encapsulated the three days mm -hmm. you get to wear star wars outfits and you're you're a character and it's so it's supposed to be a great concept Experience. except it's all the new stuff and, you know, who are the biggest Star Wars fans? It's the guys who are, you know, 40 plus, right? And they're like, where's Luke Skywalker? Where's Darth Vader? Where's, you know, like, yeah, none of that's here. No. Well, screw this then. So, um, yeah, you know, you can't mess with that legacy stuff. People get upset. <laughs> I agree. Well, we should wrap it up for today. Um, that was really good. Yeah. And Fun uh, stuff. Um, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Awesome. Take care. Yep. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,